0: Well, hello and welcome back to the Storm Door Weather Podcast. This is episode 241. I'm Rando, and this is the beneficial rain. We definitely have some stuff to talk about today. We finally got some beneficial, organized rain in the area that is more than likely going to make a dent in this big drought that we've been having. Uh, you've probably heard from the past podcast, we have uh, stated the drought index, the drought monitor, as D3 and D4, which is exceptional, just severe, extreme drought across the area, especially in the Joplin area in Miami, Oklahoma, and I don't know, Mother Nature has her way of resetting everything eventually. Uh, We knew it would probably happen, and it did. Uh, Most of this rain that fell uh, was Pretty close to this, you know, area of drought that we've needed this precipitation. And as of noon today, let me get my uh, graphic out here. Actually, as of 10 10 o'clock this morning, the National Weather Service issued a graphic showing uh, areas across southwest Missouri got well-needed rain. Branson to Lebanon, anywhere from 3 to 4 inches. Springfield is in the 2 to 3 inch Category with some stuff uh, scattered around. Uh, some specific locations: Mansfield, no Marshfield, Marshfield, Missouri, received three point seven eight inches. It has Branson, Missouri, officially at three point seven seven, and I got to say that our weather station, as of noon, picked up three point eight six. So almost four inches. This is so welcome. And actually, it was a perfect setup, if you think about it. Uh, We had a vigorous low-pressure system over the desert southwest. We had a cold front moving through. And we have, uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, the remnants of uh, Hurricane Roslyn Uh, coming up through Texas. We'll outline that more in the tropics, but uh, all those things kind of came together. The cold front kind of stalled a little bit over eastern Kansas. You could see showers and and thunderstorms just kind of going up, uh, riding along that boundary, and then uh, in the panhandle of Texas last night, there was a vigorous low. You could see it spinning, and that low was going to kind of move Over and right in our area. And I got to tell you, it's right now it's about 140 in the afternoon. And I'm watching Radar Scope. That low, this morning, was uh, around Greenfield or whatever. It's moved east, and I can see it's spinning really, really nicely now. Let's see, around the Hartville area, Seymour, Mansfield, Hartville. uh, And it's headed on out to... You know, the east is probably going towards St. Louis. I see some precipitation pinwheeling around it. It's really cool to actually look at. Um, two, two lines of precipitation. One is close to the center, which Springfield is getting some, some showers. Camdenton is starting to pick up. And when you get to Joplin, Nevada, and that area, the, the counterclockwise direction of this low is taking all the precipitation to the south south east and it's just wrapping around and Joplin is boy I can't wait to see the uh, updated graphics because uh, the one I just read you was from 10 a.m. and I'm sure this evening they're going to have another one so the current forecast the cold front is moving through this low is pushing everything out of the way. And by tonight the skies are going to clear. It's going to get cold. And speaking of cold, this morning it was in the fifties. And now that we're on the back side of this low, the temperature is uh in the forties. It's and I it's weird. I've been in my basement recording this, and every now and then I'll feel the house just shake like an occasional Big gust will come along. And it's not really windy outside, but that's just indicative that this low-pressure system is nearby. Uh, I haven't looked at the barometer, but I bet it's I bet it's pretty low. Something interesting I saw yesterday... Um, there was all these showers and thunderstorms, like I just said, just moving up this, this cold front in eastern Kansas, northeast Oklahoma, into northwest Missouri, but there wasn't any lightning. And Corey texted me and said, you know, is my lightning working? <laughs> and I said, uh, I don't know, because, you know, they're saying thunderstorms, possibly severe. There was a severe thunderstorm warning uh, near Tulsa from a line that had a tornado tag on it. And when we put a tornado tag, means, There might be a spin-up in there. Uh, They're not sure, but uh, they had some really gusty winds. But I did some research, and I was reading the text from the Storm Prediction Center, and I saw something I don't think I've ever seen before. Uh, Their their phrase is, quote, non-lightning producing convection. So I had to... (laughs) had to look that up. What exactly is non-lightning producing convection? And what it is, it's just a shallow layer where the the convective potential is high. But in order to get really good lightning going, you have to have this updraft and you've got to, you know, shove all these air particles and, you know, ions and everything way up in the atmosphere. And then they start interacting with each other. There's negative way up high and positive down lower. And those start, that's where they get together. And you you know have lightning strikes, either sheet lightning or cloud to ground or cloud to cloud or whatever. But the problem is it was shallow. So yes, we were having convection. So we were having some showers, but they weren't really getting high enough to really get that you know, lightning thing going. And so that's why they call it non-lightning producing convection. Didn't say thunderstorms, but eh, convection. Uh, There could be some hailers in those. I mean, the atmosphere, it is the end of October. So the the atmosphere is getting colder and colder. So that freezing line is getting lower. And that we're going to see a lot of, a lot more of that when we get to December and January, where people think, oh, it's hailing. Well, it is hailing, but there's no thunder. That's because the freezing line upstairs is really low. And I'll tell everybody off the bat, sleet and hail are kind of the same thing if you want to look at it. They're both frozen, you know, precipitation, raindrops or whatever, but they are manufactured differently. Uh, hail is manufactured through an updraft where it goes, the water droplet goes up and down and keeps adding and adding and adding. A hail can get an inch, two inches, you know, gorilla hail, I think, or three inches or whatever. Sleet really doesn't get any bigger than just, you know, the normal little BB size. So, anyway. We'll get to that more when, uh, when we get there. Um, okay, I wanted to talk about these. Uh, it was really, really warm last week. Uh, on, uh, let's see, which, oh, October 23rd. This is October 25th. On October 23rd, Springfield set the warmest low temperature. They set a record, and we call that a record high minimum. Uh, the minimum is the low, the maximum is the high. So if you have a record high minimum, that means it was really, really warm. And so Springfield set a record, okay, of a morning low. Morning low, okay, 65 degrees. That's the low. And it beat the old record of 64 set back in 1934. And Joplin set a record high, a record high max, of 86 degrees can you believe that october 23rd in joplin it beat the old record of 85 sit back in 1947 and they also had they had a, a warmest uh record high minimum of 70 degrees the temperature not didn't get below 70 degrees and it beat the old record of 68 sit back in 2012 uh and if y'all noticed, it was windy. Uh, the atmosphere was—we're st- getting in that time period now, where we're—it's st- really starting to get riled up. We're going to have stronger cold fronts coming through. Uh, the wind is going to try have to transport all this air all over the place. And then that's—that's that's, you know we haven't seen much severe weather around here, but there's been some severe weather down, especially in uh, uh, you know the southern states, Arkansas and stuff, and also in the northern states. So we're going to have to watch that. All right. So what's in the future? Well, I looked at uh, the models. And what's interesting, um, we're going to kind of sit now about 60 degrees, 40 degrees, which is just a tad below the average. The average high... For today, is 66. The average low is 44. That's pretty much what we're going to be for the next few days. Uh, We're going to have another warm-up. And also, uh, what's very interesting, there's GFS. hmm, GFS is getting kind of interesting around November 5th, which is 10 or 11 days from now. Uh, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to say much about it, but it looks like another powerful cold front. And the temperatures behind that... They're not getting much out of the 40s or 50s. Now, okay, that's not a forecast. Okay, got it. Put that disclaimer out there. It's eye candy right now. Just looking at it, you know, it's going to be November. We're going to start getting colder and colder and colder. So don't be surprised if we're going to get, you know, some more cold temperatures out of that. So, uh, and some more rain, although the rain, the rain over next weekend should be more down in Arkansas. Um not here. Uh, we're just going to kind of stay in the 60s, 70s. Kind of average for a while before something comes in. Okay, let's get to the tropics. Tropical. 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 It's tropical. Yeah, we haven't had a lot going on. Uh, the, the We had... Okay, let's go to the Pacific first. But actually, nothing going on in the Pacific. Well, we had Hurricane Roslyn, which was a... Big one, Uh, at least strong. I don't think it ever got to Category 5, but it was definitely a Category 4, just uh, off the west coast of western Mexico. And what happened is that storm uh, just slammed into west central Mexico, headed to the northeast, and, uh, of course, quickly fell apart because that's what these systems do. They hit uh, terrain. Go on land, they just kind of fall apart. But their remnants keep going. And that's what I was kind of referring to at the beginning of the podcast, which all the remnants of Roslyn would headed up Mexico into Texas, probably tapped into a little bit of that that low pressure that was there in the Texas panhandle. And then that all moved up. And that's why probably why we've got all of this, this beneficial rain. Okay, so let's go back to the Atlantic. There's really not a lot going on. There's uh, there's a disturbance. It's a showers activity, a shower activity with a disturbance located about 70 miles north of Bermuda. Uh, it's like 20 percent. It may develop something. It's the thing is, it's kind of moving into cooler water, so yeah, not not thinking about that one. Uh, another one is to the south. It says a trough of low pressure extending from near the Turks of Caicos. Caicos. I should know this. I think it's Caicos. Uh, the Caicos Islands, north northwest, no, north northeastward for several hundred miles, and it's producing disorganized showers and thunderstorms. They, in conditions, it may develop into something as it goes north northeast, but yeah, the, right now they have it a five-day probability of just thirty percent, so that's really not, not that much. And you know, we're we're still in. Uh, hurricane season. Hurricane season ends the end of November. It doesn't mean that hurricanes stop at the end of November. They just, uh, the actual season ends there. Okay, it's time to get to the weather school. This uh, this weather school, it talks all about what we call POPs. It's a weather term. P.O.P. stands for Probability of Precipitation. If, if they say it's going to do 30% chance of rain or 40% chance of rain, or 20%, you know, like, what's all that mean? You know, it's like, uh, it's raining really, it was raining really steadily last night, and there was an 80% chance, but then the next day, there was 90. Okay, what's the difference? 80 and 90, it's probably going to rain. Anyway, the weather school explains all of that, so let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather, The forecast calls for mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. So does 40% mean it's really going to rain? Almost every day, we hear the National Weather Service mention rain or snow chances for at least one day in the weekly forecast period. 20% here, 60% there. It can be rather confusing. Is there really a difference between 30% and 40%? Well, actually there is. A probability of precipitation, or POP, also referred to as a chance of precipitation or a chance of rain, is a measure of the probability that at least some minimum quantity of precipitation will occur within a specified forecast period and location. According to the United States National Weather Service, a pop is the probability that more than one one-hundredth inches of precipitation will fall in a single spot averaged over the forecast area. This can be expressed mathematically as, quote, pop equals C times A. So, where C is the confidence that any form of precipitation like rain or snow will occur somewhere in the forecast area and A is the percent of the area that will receive measurable precipitation if it occurs at all. For instance, if there is a 100% probability of rain covering one half of the city and a 0% probability of rain on the other half of the city, the pop for the entire city would be 50%. A 50% chance of a rainstorm covering the entire city would also lead to a pop of 50%. The POP measure is meaningless unless it is associated with a period of time. National Weather Service forecasts commonly use POP defined over 12 hour periods or POP 12 through 6 hour periods or POP 6, and other measures are also published. A daytime POP 12 means from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. The probability of precipitation can also be expressed using descriptive terms instead of numerical values. For instance, the National Weather Service might describe a precipitation forecast with terms such as slight chance, meaning 20% certainty, and scattered, meaning 30 to 50% aerial coverage. The precise meaning of these terms varies. When the National Weather Service expects less than a 20% chance of precipitation, it will not be advertised in the forecast. If they are confident that non-measurable precipitation is possible, they may advertise drizzles, sprinkles, or maybe even flurries in the forecast. Let's break down these terms and percentages further to better understand their meaning. A pop value of 20%, The qualifying term would be a slight chance, and the equivalent aerial term would be isolated. A pop value of 30, 40, or 50 percent would be termed as a chance. An equivalent aerial term would be scattered. Now, for a pop value of 60 to 70 percent, that usually means likely, and the equivalent aerial term would be numerous. And finally, when we get to 80%, 90%, and 100% of the pop value, you can just pretty much bet it's going to rain. Oftentimes, these seemingly subtle timing and phasing can result in difference between a significant rainfall event and little to no rainfall at a particular location. The probability of precipitation... That the National Weather Service advertises tries to take into account the pros and cons for and against measurable rainfall at a certain location. So, when there's a 70% chance of rainfall at a certain location, there's also a 30% chance it won't. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there's everything you need to know about probabilities of precipitation. Will it rain for your area? Who knows? Let's have to find out. Anyway, I got a little bit of in other news because uh, those people like us, me and Corey, who use RadarScope, and that's our radar, uh, RadarScope 5.0 came out, uh, got a lot of cool features on it. They moved some stuff around. <laughs> I thought that was interesting because, first of all, I thought I was looking in a mirror. It's like, no, no, no. They just flipped some stuff at the top, especially in the iPad. Um I've, I've been hearing the Apple Watch version is really improved. I think Corey told me he's really excited about that. I've been reading on, on Facebook all about the Radarscope users group, that it was really good. I like it because I use an iPad a lot for Radarscope, and they now have introduced the four-pane view. So, what you can do, what that means is, uh, it used to have a dual pane, too. So, you could see uh, the reflectivity on one side, and I always put the velocity on the other, so you can see the rain and whatever. Well, now they have four. Now, the uh, OS versions, I think in the actual computer versions, they do have, they've already had the four pane version. Uh, But it's just, it's come to the iPad now, and I really, really like it. So, anyway... Congratulations on that. The the other thing, uh, boy, the Mississippi River is getting so dry. Uh, there's places you can actually walk across it. And one thing that caught my attention was there's a, a, there's a, a rock formation. It's called Tower Rock. Uh, uh, let's see. I, I got this article. I think it's the Kansas City Star. I I, I truncated or paginated the the article, so I don't, I can't see who did it, but it's a Kansas City something. It says the effects of the ongoing drought throughout the Great Plains and part of the Rocky Mountains has made for a curious attraction that is drawing visitors to the shriveled Mississippi River. Tower Rock is a natural formation in the middle of the Mississippi River about 100 miles south of downtown St. Louis. The natural rock formation is only accessible by boat when the river is at normal levels. But in recent days, the water level has dropped so low in the river that visitors, you can actually walk to this rock now, which is crazy. And uh, it's called the Tower Rock Natural Area. I guess it's it's a landmark or something. I don't know. Uh, but they've got pictures out there you can go uh, check it out with people actually walking up to this rock formation. It's it's crazy. It it's it, it's nuts. And okay, well that's about all I have for this podcast. This is a short podcast. Uh, it's what's happening is Christmas is here. Uh, everybody's getting ready for Christmas. Uh, the end of October. Uh, I know my theater opens November first, and November first is. First of November, I'll say that is generally when Christmas gets here. So I've been writing and arranging and rehearsing and doing all sorts of fun, fun things that I like to do. So we're going to make a quick, I'm going to make a quick podcast this time, and we will not have a podcast next week, uh, just because that's when everything's opening. Nobody's going to have time to do anything, but uh, we should be back. On the following Sunday-ish, either Sunday or Monday, I think Sunday is probably the only time I'm going to be able to do this now because we suddenly have a show on Monday. So if you come to Branson, I would highly suggest coming to Branson. Go to uh, my theater. Go see our Christmas show. It's been rated best for many, many, many years. They haven't changed hardly anything on it because, you know, if it's not broke, don't don't fix it if it ain't broke. So uh, we've got tons of people uh, come to our show. Also go to Silver Dollar City. They've got wonderful wonderful lighting, uh quarries in the cave. You'll get a fantastic cave tour. Um all they have several cave guides there, but you know Silver Dollar City is tearing down the pumpkins. I, I think they may be they may be changing next week. It's just, you know, all the theaters do kind of different things. So anyway, short podcast this time. No podcast next week and I think uh, we'll be back around 6 or whatever. Um Keep watching our page so because we are uh, talking about that rain. We might have that big cold front come through. It's kind of impressive, but, again, it's eye candy. Eh, you know, don't put any. It's not a forecast. We're not going to get excited just yet. So that's that's it. So anyway. Probably better wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us in two weeks. For the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast